This is Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. Our heart for you is that you would live like Jesus and share His love. Once again, Pastor Ryan Bibb and Pastor Josh Harama and myself, Josh Brown, we're joined on this podcast by our dear friends, Pat and Liz Arsenault. Uh, this is the second half of a conversation that we had with Pat and Liz after Pat received uh, some very difficult information, a stage four pancreatic cancer diagnosis. And if you listen to the first episode of Radiant Reflections featuring Pat and Liz, you no doubt were encouraged and lifted up by Pat's just bright and shining testimony about the grace and love of God as he goes through this difficult time in life. The conversation was long enough that we felt it was important that we create two episodes here on Radiant Reflections just to feature the things that God is teaching Pat and Liz as they're facing this together. So without further ado, here's Ryan, Josh, myself, Pat, and Liz with Radiant Reflections. I've shared with a couple of my male friends who've lost wives to cancer. And it's a tough subject to talk with a... um, a fellow brother who's we don't talk about death much in the at a personal level and again it's a road that you none of us have gone down before until it has happened and I've told him that you know I'll get to hug your wife my sister in heaven before you do. And of course, I had a smile. I prefaced it. I said, I mean this in a brotherly love manner. But, you know, what a perspective. Yes. Mm. We all have a divine appointment to meet our maker through our death. And, but again, that's something we don't discuss too much. I mean, it's not general conversation at the dinner table, especially around grandkids and things. That's another tough road to have to share the, with the grandkids. But because they're real sensitive mm-hmm. about grandma and grandpa. Yeah. Can you take us there, if you're willing? Yeah. That conversation with the grandkids. Mm-hmm. Well, we haven't had the, well, I have my first oncologist visit tomorrow. But, um, but the, our grandkids are keenly aware that grandpa has an illness, and it's called cancer. Mm-hmm. But we haven't gotten to the point where we have said that grandpa won't be here anymore. Hmm. But Liz has always provided books <clears throat> that reference relationships between mothers, well, in this case, grandpas and grandmas, with their grandkids. And there's one book that, uh, where the mother rocks her little child uh, and sings to him. And then throughout the years, there's a little jingle that goes along with that. With, you know, I'll always be your mom and you'll always be my boy. And eventually, the roles switch the son is a grown man and he is rocking his mother in his arms and just uh, the role has switched so it it gives them a little bit of a sense that we have a limited life on this earth we all have an appointed time so we're at that point and the grandkids we have one granddaughter that seems to be spiritually sensitive but the others are you know not there yet or and being grandparents we're just blessed that we see them as often and I have them really every day for about an hour and a half so you you interject things and you don't want to project 
sadness on them, but you want to be very sensitive that you can see Grandpa again. If he's not on this earth, you know, I can see him again. Mm-hmm. And that the reality of heaven uh, really comes into focus when you're looking at a child's face. And Their ages right now are 7 through 14. 14. Mm-hmm. And so for the younger one, it's a little bit difficult for him to even understand that, oh, mm-hmm. Grandpa's sick? Well, especially when he's, you know, doing as yeah. well as he is. He's not was, laying in a hospital bed. I was bed downstairs playing tubes. pool with him today, oh. trying yeah. to teach him how to hold the cue stick. <laughs> so he said, Grandpa, does. you're not sick. I, you know, when I take them to school, I have the opportunity in the car. You know, Grandpa's not always going to be here, and I may not. You know, you don't know before the end of the mm-hmm. day where any of us will be. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, communicating the fragility of life, but also the hope that was my one word, by the way, this year, hope. And oh, I, you know, wow. It's such a general word. You know, I, I got to think, why is that just sticking in my brain? I'd see it on little, I have a little stone in a plant that says hope, and I, everywhere I looked there was hope. And I was thinking, what is, what is that exactly? We say it kind of, you know, it's on, on little sayings around now in, in decor. But um, I was thinking, you know, my best interpretation of that word would be um, anticipated uh, let's see, how did I anticipated change because there's a situation right now which you would love to change and I have the anticipation that you know his health condition will change whether it be here on earth or in heaven that's what hope is, you're you're looking forward to that. And so that's taken on a whole different meaning for me with, you know, half the year's gone, and I've just reflected on that word mm-hmm. hope. And, you know, I've, it's a perfect opportunity to communicate to children what, um, you know, the, what death is and what it will mean for to lose somebody who they're so close with. We've been blessed with grandchildren who are physically close to us, you know, they just live down the road, but, um, you know, spiritually we'd love for them to just understand, comprehend, and know that whether Grandpa is here on earth or not, they have the opportunity to see him again, mm-hmm. you know. Has perspective on life changed at all? Well, m- my word for the year was amazing, And being a middle school science teacher all those years, you know, the creator in itself is amazing. So I've always appreciated, um, you know, my perspective has just been in awe of our creator. I mean, being a science teacher, when I I think of something as simple as a periodic table, but it's not simple at all, where two elements such as Hydrogen, highly explosive. Oxygen, highly explosive. And our Lord has a sense of humor to put those things together (laughs) to create H2O, and we put fires out with it. (laughs) Wrap your mind around that. You should have heard him in the hospital when they were drawing diagrams of the... Oh, yeah. He was was telling them. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, that's amazing. And uh, I even think of things like gravity. Something most of us take for granted that the Lord created in a word, the gravity. 
gravitational attraction. Can't live without it. But boy, you, you don't think about it too often, or any of his creation. Mm. That's, I think, what made me appreciative. Many of my science students, I think, caught some of that from me. And uh, when you step outside, well, the song we sing, the, the air in our lungs, you know, that mm. we breathe. Thank you, Lord, because... I enjoy it for as long as you keep giving it. So, mm. no, and that's a that's a, a hard tension, though. You know, earlier you talked about with with this this you know, image God gave you with the cornfield, the prayer warriors. That ultimately God has victory. You know, yes. Liz, you you alluded mm. to this as well. That hey, you know, we have hope that Pat, your body will be healed, whether it's here and now or mm. you know, right. in in you know your new eternity. Body, yeah, right. Um, but like on a, on a day-to-day basis, what does it look like to live in that tension? Of the, you know, I mean, because in because I don't know what your prognosis is, or you know, but mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's sh- kind of an unknown right now. Short yeah. of divine intervention, like, yeah, oh yeah, I'm this, terminal. This will kill you. Yes, right. I mean, mm-hmm. what does that look like on a day-to-day basis? Like now, nav- try try to hold those two things. Like, I know ultimately I'll be healed either way. Mm-hmm. I don't know, or, or isn't there a tension? Maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm. Maybe I need a. Well, that's what I was alluding to earlier. <laughs> the peace that passes understanding, you know, because of my love for the Lord, I can be at peace with that. And you know, we all know. I guess because being science, you know, we dissected hearts in our classrooms and lungs, and and have been an avid hunter. So I've, you know, field dressed numerous animals and. You know, I'm keenly aware of the life and the death process, um, and for myself as well. But I didn't plan it this way, but, you know, that's not something I could plan. But um, I think that, you know, you compare to, uh, the, somebody shared an analogy, compare the streets of gold to the potholes of Sturgis, and, you know... <laughs> When you can stay focused on those streets of gold. Hmm. Now, of course, he'd have a different perspective than I am because I, I will be for however long, you know, a week, a year, 10 years alone. And that's oh. not a welcome perspective on hmm. my part. But hmm. yet, you know, I guess that's where the trust comes. Um, we've done a lot of things together, a lot of marriages you know people are perfectly contented with doing totally different things i am not a sports fan at all and he was a sports star in high school but the lord knew that that wasn't my thing so he's been never interested in watching sports on tv or you know we go to the grandkids i coached a lot of it yeah he did but and he was an exceptional athlete but uh i was not from that persuasion or perspective (laughs) or experience but um but we did a lot together Mm-hmm. Even, you know, motorcycle trips around. and uh, you, I know I'll feel the aloneness, but yet there are a lot of others that have gone before me that are feeling the same. And we have friends that have lost. There's one recent new friend that we've made who lost his wife to cancer. He's not a believer. And, you know, what would that be like mm-hmm. to have, just not have that hope of ever seeing your loved one again? So, as trite as it may sound, you know, that's kind of a comfort that you can say that. Well, I'll I'll see him again. Um, Not in the same kind of relationship, probably, but 
yet, you know, we're told it's a glorious one, so um, I'm just going. I've had a, a sort of an unusual <clears throat> send, well, talking about pain, I found that pain really sort of separates me from God in one sense, because, you know, when you have a tremendous amount of pain, you're focused totally on that. And it's really hard till you come out on the other side of that pain to praise the Lord. Hmm. I mean, uh, I mean, just physically, it's hard to do that to stay focused. But in our humanness, yeah. yeah. Hmm. So, no. And I'm facing, you know, we go around daily. I'm so aware of that day to day now. Like a year from now, I'll probably be doing this alone, or. When do I call the plumber? I, he's been there. You know, when do I call somebody to do this and that? So, but yet, you know, the throng of people that come alongside you that we had uh, John Davis show up. Was it the day after we got back from U of M Hospital? I don't know. And he's out blowing leaves and raking. And fortunately, he loves gardening and things. But, you know, I thought, what a blessing. He just came, came over and just silently started working and... I thought it was him out there. What's he doing out there? Yeah. Doesn't he know we he just got back the, from the hospital? Yeah. That's right. He's still got the wristband on, yeah. Huh. So, you know, those are the practical things that you think. Uh, just mm-hmm. just the separation and, you know, the um, singleness. So, but I do have family, you know, my our daughter and son-in-law, five grandkids, a lot of people don't have that. You know, what a blessing. Mm-hmm. So. But the extended family is equally as important that I'm sitting around many of them right now and have spoken with many of you, that extended family. And that's exactly how you f- I feel about them as a family. Oh, I try to imagine not belonging to a congregation like this that has an outreach that goes beyond those doors right over there. And, uh, wow, that, I'm overwhelmed. So. Liz, do you, in the midst of all this, knowing that your husband, again, short of God doing a miraculous healing Mm -hmm. here on earth, Mm -hmm. do you have a fear at all? Humanly speaking? Yes, humanly. Yeah. It's kind of daunting just because he has been, he is such a capable individual, what he can accomplish, what he does. Um, you know, I haven't had to call, did we ever call a plumber? <laughs> Things like that, the practical side. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, other than being just separated, uh, physically not having that partner, you know, even though you might not sit down every day and, and chat, but... Um, that is, you know, I have to be honest, it is, it, it kind of comes and goes, you know, it overwhelms you with the reality of life and, and uh, the fact that, I mean, I really had embraced the idea that I'd be the one to go before him mm-hmm. and so he'd have to deal with that. But then I think, you know, he's so capable, I mean, he could, he can, he'd be all right. He can yeah. cook, you know, <laughs> now cleaning, I don't know about that, but, um, you know, he does the practical thing, so, but, you know, I, that was me in my humanness, I had my life all planned, you know, this, mm-hmm. this was not part of the plan, mm-hmm. and, uh, 
really embracing that. We're in the stages now where he's feeling okay, but I just, you know, look ahead and rely on the Lord to uh, mm-hmm. help me be the caregiver I need to be, mm-hmm. the grandmother I need to be, the mother. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a, there's a, there's a flip in the, you know, on, on this end of things, Pat, you know, physically, at least, you know, you have maybe, you know, more of the suffering aspect. Yeah. But on the other side, but then you get, you get promoted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? You get, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you, you, you get off easy and then that's where, but then lives, you know, what you're talking about. Then left behind. There's, there's a different kind of yeah. suffering that will happen. Sure. You know, for you. Sure. Yeah. yeah, that's. And so that's, you know, when you're looking ahead to suffering, who would not? fear that in a way mm-hmm. unless you think I can handle that um, well even Jesus Jesus was like do I really have to go through this Lord yeah, like this is yeah, going to hurt that's right. <laughs> we forget his humanness yeah. sometimes yeah. and yeah. it's okay I don't want to feel guilty but that's where I will call on you know I've had numerous women come up that have walked through this mm-hmm. could be the same prognosis as him or you know just other means and they're comforting just to know that someone else knows what you're going through. Um, you know, I've talked with people or friends who have lost even a child, you know, and that little story about the, the little boy coming home, his mom called him home for dinner and said, where were you? You've been gone so long. And he said, you know, I was next door with the elderly man who had just lost his wife. Mm-hmm. He says, I was with, you know, Grandpa Brown, whatever he called him. And she said, what, were you, what did you say? And he said, I didn't say anything. I just sat on his lap and let him cry. <sighs> and that's, you know, the kind of comfort sometimes you need. Even he's pro- still proximity. here, but, yeah. you know, I still yeah. get overwhelmed with mm-hmm. little bits of reality and mm-hmm. uh, that this is life and help me to be strong and help me to use this for his glory. Pat, if there was one final piece of advice you would give followers of Jesus, mm. what would be that final piece of advice from Pat Arsenault mm. be? Oh. <clears throat> you know, uh, thinking... Just speaking of fear, I've always thought that the only fear that we should have is fear of the Lord. And and not in a, like, a weepy or, you know, scared type of fear, but just because of the Lord, our Creator, who He is. And um, not fear of anything that would happen to us here on this earth. He's given me that for quite a while now and you know death does not it's just a physical separation that I can feel but um, any other fear should be left at the cross because what he did there and what he did at the grave who could fear anything else but the Lord um, that's a sense of security that just is upon my heart, and I would pray that 
others would be able to sense that, the salvation of the Lord would be all you need. <laughs> It'll get you through. <laughs> you referred to a song that was, was it Mercy Me that sings that song about, oh, I yeah. wish I had known oh. when I was younger. I don't know the lyrics. Oh, that was, uh, yeah, Dear Younger Me. He's mentioned it, that. It, it's like song. a back to the future type of song where if you could go back and change some situations so that, and I'm sure we all have those situations in our younger years that we would like to erase, but, you know, when it comes down, if you've got Jesus at the end of that road, no matter how rough the road was during your travels, that's where you want to end up, is in his arms, hmm. regardless of how you got there. And that's what that song was about. You know, Dear Younger Me, well, the guy who played in the um, in the movie. I uh, can only imagine. I can only imagine. Yeah, he's the one who wrote that song too. And um, if you ever watch that movie, you'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's what I would say. That the contentment and the salvation of the Lord will see you through. Mm. That's good. Liz, do you have any other thoughts you want to leave? And just from your perspective, from well, just just a little adding to what he just said too. He's he's getting these little excerpts from people that he went to high school with or that knew him, you know, when we who was here. And some of the things I said, if I had known all that, I don't think I'd have married. <laughs> <laughs> putting putting goats in a trunk and driving somewhere, you know, or driving eighty-five miles an hour, or, you know. Um, but you know he. When we all do that, we think back of time and hours and years that we wasted doing things that really didn't count for much. And uh, I don't know, you've mentioned that a couple times. Yeah, I well, wish, those were those well, like, years. I wish, <laughs> I wish I had known then what I know now. Yeah. And even though I was raised with a Christian home, it was almost like, it wasn't a, you know, a big revelation to me. That, you know, we sang Jesus Loves Me and all the old hymns and Jesus Saves, but the reality of living, you know, a relationship like that day in and day out never impacted me until I was in my adult years. So, um, but for such a time as this, what we're going through right now, I can see we've got, you know, just being here in this fellowship and being surrounded by people who just got a 16-year-old boy coming up and loving him and saying he's praying for him. You know, that just really touched us. Mm -hmm. yeah. Another thing I just came to my mind is, I know we have a lot of cell-type cell groups uh, that meet here, and we have a men's prayer group that I've been part of for a couple of years now. And um, as soon as I was able to share that with them, what was going on, they called a gathering of the men's group and wives too and we all met together there were 20 of us and <clears throat> I was anointed with oil and they came and laid hands on me and prayed and JB brought his guitar along with Lisa and we sang a couple of prayer and worship songs, and one of them was the. We tried to sing it, the blessing, but you can imagine in a, a group like that, the words were hard to get out. But 
uh, blessing was indeed there, you know, mm-hmm. for, um, and especially the, the sense that it's not just, well, it starts, it talks about, you know, the Lord is with you. He's before you, beside you, behind you, and within you. He is for you. And then when it gets to the part where for your family and their children, and, you know, those are things which I really focus on now, is what I'm going to leave behind, the family and the children and their children, and for generations. Oh, I mean, the salvation that that you're concerned with for your kids and their kids. So it was a... And all these people. A blessed meeting. These people have written these little excerpts to him, um, memories of him, basically, or a funny story or whatever, that they're able to, you know, the, tech, the access to technology, that people can read his testimony, and he can be reaching so many different people, mm-hmm. is just remarkable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 20 years ago, that wouldn't have happened, and people would not hear the testimony that he's living. So we really are thankful that he's being used like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. And the bottom line, God can still heal him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. If not, maybe other people will be healed because of his journey. Yeah. It is a journey. Yeah. I mean, it's a blessing to know that things which I'm not even aware of that have happened and Others are blessed. Only God can do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm looking at the sign out here. It says, be radiant. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. <laughs> That's right. Flip the switch, right? Is that yes. what you said earlier? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I would, because we have them both in the room, uh, Kinsey or JB, do you guys have any, any questions you want to lob at Pat or Liz? I don't have any questions, but as you were sharing, I was thinking, you are still here. You're sitting right there at that table. You're with us, alive and breathing and serving God in the capacity that he's given you right now. You're here with us. And there's a legacy with your life that is huge all over. Uh, The creator's work through you as you've created, uh, even things like, you know, the table there, uh, we look around, I look around all over and see those things. And I, and I see uh, the creator of the universe at work and through you, making beautiful things, speaking of who he is through your gifting. You're a blessing, Pat. <laughs> Thank you, Josh. Well, hey, uh, it's it's an atypical way to end a, a podcast. However, uh, maybe we could get JB and Kinsey over here. Would you guys mind joining us to put hands on Pat and Liz mm. and close out this episode in, in a word of prayer? We have a we have a thing here, at the Pat. I don't know if this little inside information. We we have this thing with the staff that we. We call the holy head nod. Right? This, is, <laughs> this is like if we go out for a meal or something like that. You know, we—that's how you know who's praying. So you know, you, you know, you holy head nod. You just gave me the holy. Head. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, holy huddle. <laughs> well, we're in the huddle. So once you're yeah. in the huddle, you do the holy head nod, and then you know that's kind of the cue. So. <laughs>
Father God, uh, thank you for today, and Lord, um, thank you for the testimony that has been spoken. And Lord, um, just even how Pat has shared, like not even realizing the impact. And so, Lord, I pray um, that you continue to use him um, with impact, and uh, even if he may never see it. And Lord, I pray that even for the listeners, um, that that they would uh, strive um, for this in their own lives, that um, that they would strive to leave that impact, um, ultimately giving you the glory. And Lord, I'm thankful for these guys, and I'm I'm thankful for the impact that they've left on my in my own life personally. And so, Lord. Um, I'm so thankful for the attitude, um, even the transparency and the difficulty um, of, of going through this, but just how Pat and Liz are just honoring you mm-hmm. in the middle of all of that. Mm-hmm. And Lord, what a testimony to all of us as we go through trials, um, that we would just continue to give you honor and glory even when it's difficult. Mm-hmm. And Lord, help us to understand that fear of you, that awe of you, of you as the creator and something simple as gravity in your eyes. Um, Lord, help us to be in all of that. Lord, thank you for this powerful testimony, this this powerful time of just giving you glory. And, and Lord, thank you for Pat and Liz and just their transparency and just allowing us to just get a glimpse of you in and through their life. Father, we give you all the praise, we give you all the glory, and it's in your holy and precious name we pray. Amen. 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 Mm -hmm. Appreciate you guys. It's it's all about him. It's not about us. Well, and that's that's actually something. Like that's how I want to I want to close. Because honestly, there might be people listening or watching. And they're like, man, I wish I could have that level of peace. Whether whether you got a, a stage four cancer diagnosis or not, you're thinking, man, I want that level of peace in my life that is only possible through the saving work of oh, Jesus. Yes. And if that's something that as you're listening, as you're watching, you're like, I want that in my life, reach out to us. You can email us podcast at the radiantlife.church. It's podcast at the radiantlife.church. We would love to have a conversation with you about what it looks like for you to enter into that relationship with Jesus and be able to have access to this same peace that Pat is a living, walking, breathing example of. So, yeah, I want to encourage you. Reach out. We would love to have that conversation with you. But thank you for joining us. Uh, again, Pat, Liz, huge thanks. We appreciate you guys taking time to to do this and and as you're trying to navigate these things letting us be part of that uh part of that journey so yeah we love you guys yes love you too thanks for listening to radiant reflections the podcast of the radiant life church in sturgis michigan we hope today's edition of radiant reflections has helped you live like jesus and share his love with your family, friends, and neighbors. To learn more about the church family this podcast originates from, check out theradiantlife.church. That's theradiantlife.church. Maybe you have some questions after listening today. We'd love to hear from you. Send an email to podcast at theradiantlife.church. That's podcast at theradiantlife.church. Don't forget to subscribe to the Radiant Reflections podcast. 
When you subscribe, you'll always have the latest content delivered right to your phone from the Radiant Life Church. We'd also be grateful if you could rate and review Radiant Reflections. Every time we receive a five-star review, more people learn about this podcast. We also want to encourage you to share this podcast on social media and with your friends and family. Join us next time for another edition of Radiant Reflections. Radiant Reflections.